When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the magnificent Monday edition of the Yard. Hope things are well with you today. One day closer to the uh, college football season. How cool is that? We had we had the opportunity to, uh, to to take in some practice on Friday. There was a practice session on Saturday, but it was closed to the media. We were able to take in some uh, some practice on Friday. We're going to get into that today. Kind of go over some observations, some uh, you know, just some things to kind of be mindful of. And then today, later today, we will have the opportunity to uh, to visit with Tommy Stevens for the first time since he arrived on campus. He and Keaton Thompson and several other players available to the media today. So we'll have all that. So when we get back on Wednesday, we'll recap some of that stuff. And all of that content, we'll have some video of all that. That'll be up on Gene's page later today. So jeanspage.com, your source for Mississippi State Athletics, the 247 Sports affiliate for Mississippi State. Very, very happy to be involved there. Hope that you guys uh, will come by. There's a, We're still running the buy one, get two free sale. That's, that's going to run uh, through tomorrow, I believe it's correct, August the 6th. So if you hadn't done so, Go ahead and get on board there. That That's going to get you pretty much up to the egg bowl. That'll, that'll get you into the meat of the season. And then you'll love it so much, you'll go ahead and uh, and jump on board the train there and stay with us. So uh, looking forward to providing unprecedented coverage of Mississippi State Athletics uh, for, for the duration of my existence here uh, on this planet. So looking forward uh, to you guys coming and joining us there. I want to thank our good friends uh, at Campus Bookmart, Stan Ray, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie. Everybody there at Campus Bookmart will treat you like family because in their eyes, you are family. Many of you have let college football season kind of slip up on you, and it's back to school time, too. You need to outfit your family in the latest and running white fashions. You can do that at Campus Bookmart, and maybe perhaps you don't want to wait until you get to Starkville to take advantage of that relationship with the good folks at Campus Bookmart. You can... Uh, Peruse their selections at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That promo code is BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that will get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Absolutely incomplete. So let's get into uh, what we saw Friday. You know what? Before I tell you what, before before we get into that, let me offer a tip of the cap to our Starkville Little League World Series regional team. Sadly, they were eliminated last night. Matter of fact, the uh, the final at bat of the game was our man D man Donovan Moorhead uh, grounded into a double play to end the game against New Mexico. We had our opportunities in that ball game. I'll tell you, the Moorhead kid put the ball in play every time. Push it to the right side. And you know what, Tim? Tim O'Brien, I know you're listening, Tim. we got to get with Coach Moorhead and work on point of contact with D-Man. Pushing things a little bit. We want to pull that ball back up the middle. But but I'll tell you what. Those guys represented Mississippi. They went to the Little League World Series Regional. They uh, they, they 
win an elimination game against Arkansas, and that's good too. Anytime we can stick it to the Razorbacks on the baseball diamond, we're happy to do that, and it was so great. The Mississippi State kids wearing a uh, an S over M hat, reminiscent of the M, M over S. You know, uh, wore maroon and white, looked a lot like the the '85 unis, and then Arkansas, those Arkansas kids, they look like the Razorbacks, and so it was great. You heard the the maroon and white chant, heard it again last night. The game was televised on Longhorn Network, but New Mexico does beat us and eliminate us, and so tip of the cap to those kids for going and representing our community and representing our university and, and representing the maroon and white. We're uh, hopeful maybe some of you guys will grow up and be real Diamond Dogs when your uh, college days are here. So, again, thanks so much. And uh, all coaches and parents and everybody involved, uh, really appreciate you going and representing our community. So let's get into uh, the Friday practice. A uh, few things right out of the gate. The first thing we do when we get to practice is who's available, who's not available. Uh, Alec Murphy running back in a red no-contact jersey. Kendall Jones in a yellow limited contact jersey. Everybody else ready to go. Everybody else running around. Now, Mississippi State 2019 signing Corliss Waitman, the grad transfer punter from South Alabama. And maybe this is our own fault in the media for not digging a little deeper. But uh, Waitman has already played four years of college football. Now, the first year, he had an ACL tear. Only played in a couple of games, I guess three games. He appeared in three games, then sat the next year. And so he had applied for a medical hardship year. And, I, and I was, I'm told in hindsight that it was pretty much pretty straightforward. We expected that to be no problem at all. It turns out it is a problem. The NCAA on Thursday, the day before fall practice, uh, they deny his waiver asking for a, uh, a sixth year. So... We've signed him, and he is now not not eligible to play. There has been an appeal filed, and we don't know when that, that will be heard or read or whatever. But the bottom line is today we opened fall camp without him. We signed him and then weren't able to get him. Now, another sign need that is still uh, absent is Kareem Walker, but that, that's just a matter of red tape and bureaucracy and that sort of stuff. He was the guy that had to go back and – and take some courses, and uh, that went into July, which made it impossible for him to enroll for summer school at Mississippi State. And so now we're just kind of waiting. He's done his part. He's just simply waiting with bags packed to get the call to move to Starkville, Mississippi. He, trust me, he is ready to be here. Uh, and I know that Mississippi State's eager for him to be here. And Jim Moorhead again, and I said on Friday that you know we're just we're just waiting. It's it's not a matter of there's anything left to do. It's just a matter of uh, the case being cleared. And we don't expect there to be any issue whatsoever there. So that'll happen. But everybody else here, ready to go. Uh, King Ani, I guess. I guess we need to talk about that. King Ani was a signee that uh, he will he will join the roster when we expand to 120. It's, it's the 105-man roster right now. We go to 120 once school starts. And King Ani showed up with uh, with an upper body injury. Uh, and then had had a meniscus tear, and so he has already had some issues. Look for him to redshirt this year. I don't think there's any question with the depth that Mississippi State has at defensive end. You don't have to rush him out there, uh, especially when he's less than 100%. So uh, he won't be out there until we start school, but uh, just about 100% chance that he's going to redshirt this year. Give him a chance to get ahead academically and to get healed up. But uh, he'll be good to go, and we expect big things from him. But uh, he was one of those guys, too, that just kind of showed up with some ailments that weren't kind of taken care of 
during the high school years. And so now all that's been cleaned up. He's on the mend, uh, but he'll be back. But, again, we weren't expecting much from him this year, but he's a guy down the road that we expect to be a real player for Mississippi State. Uh, but then, we, then of course, the names that you guys want to know is about who is in practice. Well, Tommy Stevens, the first thing that I will say is that you, know, you read a lot of these program heights and weights, and it's something Jim Nagy said when I talked to him, Jim Nagy at the Senior Bowl, is that Tommy Stevens was legit size-wise. That is 100% correct. He is a very impressive-looking player. He is as big and, and strong as listed. He throws the ball as well as advertised. Now, granted, we're watching team drills with no defense. You know, it's basically Tommy out there throwing a few routes to wide receivers. There's nobody out there. There's no pass rush. There's no pass coverage. It's just one of those deals where we're watching him pitch and catch. Now, based on the limited amount of things that we saw, yeah, I mean, he, he, he can sling it. But now it's about, you know, can he read a defense? Can he make the adjustment? Can he get us out of a bad play into a good play? What does he do when an SEC uh, strong safety is coming in off the slot, face side, right into his grill? You know, those are the things we're left to determine. But first impressions, very, very positive. First impressions, very good. Legit size-wise, arm talent as advertised. Uh, Now it's just a matter of uh, figuring the rest of it out. Keaton Thompson, I thought, you know, in the limited amount of time that we saw him, I thought Keaton looked good. Keaton looked about what I expected him to look like. You know, we thought last year Keaton was going to be the guy. There were a lot of people last year that were thinking, let's just go ahead and bench Nick Fitzgerald and play for the future and let Keaton Thompson uh, be the quarterback. Uh, there was that sentiment, especially after the LSU game, and um, that did not come to fruition. But then Keaton wins the job in the spring, and then all of a sudden here we are again. But, uh, but I, I thought Keaton looked good. There was, of course, and the people that people see these videos on Twitter, and, and let me speak to that a little bit, okay? The first thing that I want to say is you're looking at a video from a distance on a telephone, and, and while we have made advancements in in video and in, in, in telephonic communication, it's not a real video camera, and so people see that, and all of a sudden people follow the ball. I, I don't follow the ball when I shoot quarterback highlights. I, I, I want to see mechanically what they do. And so I keep the camera on. As a matter of fact, you can go watch video for free of Mississippi State's quarterbacks right now on Gene's page. It's out there for free. GPTV, Mississippi State quarterbacks, begin fall battle. But we're out there as a media. We have a limited amount of time, and you got to get to every personnel group. At least we try to. And so... You see a snippet, and uh, I, I saw there was some criticism of uh, Keaton Thompson about a pass he didn't even throw. Logan Burnett, who was a walk-on here, and, and listen, and, and listen, Logan's been very loyal to Mississippi State. But we're out there the very first practice of the fall, working through, I guess, the first or second drill, and he underthrew a pass to Isaiah Zuber just a little bit. And then that began all of a sudden this just, you know, cacophony about Keaton Thompson, and Keaton wasn't even throwing the pass. And not to mention, even if he was, you're seeing one pass of a drill on the first day, not against a defense, you know, not against a DB. I mean, we're just out there throwing against air, and we're just getting warmed up, and we've got people already ready to throw Keaton Thompson under the bus. Well, let me tell you, that's the wrong line of thinking. That's one of the things that I, I've never fully understood. There's some of our folks, and it's not it's not something that's unique to Mississippi State, but it is okay to like all of the Bulldogs. It's perfectly okay. You, you can like them all. You don't have to like one and hate the other. 
you know, and I, and I'm a person that really believes in, you know, and and kind of a uh, get right or get left mentality, you know. The, the point being is that uh, you can like Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson. You don't have to say, okay, well, I want Tommy Stevens to be the quarterback. So, in order for him to win the competition, I need Keaton Thompson to do poorly. That doesn't help Mississippi State. Doesn't help team. Doesn't help the Bulldogs. That that's not what we're going after at, at all. So I, I, here's what I want. I want Keaton Thompson and Jalen Maiden and Garrett Schrader and Logan Burnett and Tommy Stevens to have the best fall camps of their lives. And I want them to push each other to be the best they can possibly be. And then that I hope that the best guy that wins becomes the best quarterback, single-season quarterback in the history of Mississippi State football. That's what I want. I don't want anybody to do poorly. I want everybody to do so well that the guy that wins this competition is so battle-tested and so refined from a skill set standpoint that we're going to have an incredible season. I, I, I don't want somebody to have to regress in order for another guy to, to progress. I want everybody to go out there and play to the best of their abilities. And Because you never know when we're going to need a guy. You never know when a guy's going to get banged up. You just never know. And it's like I used to tell those kids when I coached in high school, you know, it's like one of those things when you coach high school baseball, there's always – we're always ranking the pack – is males, especially when it comes to athlete. And so when you have guys that become starters, some of the times they are disrespectful of the kids that are on the bench. And I used to tell our guys all the time whenever this stuff would bubble up, I'd say, guys, at some point during the season, we're going to need that kid to go make a play for us. Maybe we have to bring him in. He's got to get a bunt down for us. Maybe he's a courtesy runner. He's got to steal a base for us. Maybe he's a defensive replacement, and we're going to need to make a play. And so if you sit here and beat him down over and over and over again, is he going to be ready to go make that play for us? And chances are they're not. And so that same mentality is kind of prevalent today, is that we need to cheer for all the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We don't need to pick and choose. We need to pull for all of them. That, 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 that's, that's the right take there. So, uh, but I will tell you that uh, you know, based on the limited amount of drills that we saw, if I had to go, if I had to go pick teams today, I would pick Tommy Stevens based on what we want to run as an offense. Now, if I'm running more of a run-first offense, a QB run-first offense, I might go with Keaton, but because I haven't seen Tommy run the football yet. I know what Keaton can do as a rusher. I know. We've seen it. So, Tommy Stevens, the more polished passer, I think, at this point, I went back and watched, I put posted those video clips. It's a little different when you're in the moment when you're having the film, but when you go back and you're able to, to kind of watch the film down mechanically, uh, Tommy, this looks a little more fluid. Looks really, really, it, it looks real natural for him. Uh, I did think Keaton had a pretty quick release, but, uh, but by and large, I, you know, the, the bottom line is we're going to be in good shape at quarterback no matter how this thing shakes out. And you know Joe would like to be a little more innovative and play both of those guys uh, at times. So, again, uh, good things, for sure. Now, wide receiver, that's one of the things that people say, well, okay, well, Steve, we can throw it. Can we catch it? Well, you know, watching passing drills, I like to kind of walk out there blind um, because there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, the new guys, and I don't want my eye to be gravitated to the the names I know. I just want to watch practice and see who jumps out. The guy that jumped out the most to me was Javante Payton, without question. I kept seeing number four 
go up and elevate, there'll be balls that I thought I thought were a little bit overthrown, a little bit more to the high side. And I saw number four go up three consecutive times and elevate and secure the catch and get his feet down inbounds. And so I turned to a couple guys. I said, who is number four? I said, oh, that's Javante Payton. And all of a sudden you're like, really? Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. You know what Isaiah Zuber looks like? And, I, and I, he's listed at six foot. I would seen him listed a little bit bigger than that. Um, but uh, not, he's not the big-bodied receiver. You know, he's not he's not Osiris Mitchell or, or WAP. Uh, but uh, definitely a slot guy. Look good in practice. And that's the thing when you look at guys like Peyton and Zuber and you think, okay, these two newcomers are going to come in here and they're going to change this personnel grouping. They're going to get in here and make this group better. And that's really what I saw on Friday is that these guys are good practice players. They elevate their effort. They don't waste reps. And Javante Payton, of course, the son of a coach, you know, so you expect him to come in with a strong work ethic, you know, and maybe academically he wasn't always there at high school, but he's here now, and he really flashes in practice. And Now, another guy that uh, you guys are somewhat familiar with that I thought really looked the part was Osiris Mitchell. You know, when we signed Osiris Mitchell, we signed him, at, you know, late in the year it was it was really just kind of a throwaway deal we had to have numbers until we go get Osiris and then you know he comes in and the first year it's like he's kind of fighting the football a little bit you know he's a former basketball player he's kind of converting you know kind of getting bound athleticism along you know last year was a little different last year he looked a little more polished and and I would say based on what we've seen in the spring and what we've seen in the limited amount of fall practice Osiris Mitchell looks a lot more fluid out there as, as both the pass catcher and a route run. Stephen Gidry did some nice things. And again, you know, we're, we're not seeing these guys, in, you know, having to elevate over coverage. They're just out there just kind of running against air. But athleticism is athleticism. You know, you, there's no fear of being hit in, uh, in passing drills. But, uh, you know, we'll see how things develop. But I would say right now that there is some reason for optimism. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, they're going to be much better, because I don't know that. But the pieces are there to really kind of overhaul this personnel group. And I think, by and large, a lot of that's coming from the newcomers. Uh, Austin Williams looked good running around. Devontae Jason has been in the weight room. He is a big physical presence. Another guy that really flashed in drills was Jaquarius Spivey. And that's not unexpected but uh several times i heard michael johnson holler out there you go 11 there you go 11 there you go 11 well 11 of course is spivey some of the tight ends did some decent things but the one guy that consistently drew praise from the coaching staff was jaquarius spivey really excited about him he's really a jumbo x you know what i'm saying i mean he's a true spread tight end he's a guy that's maybe a little bit too big for the wide receiver position maybe didn't have the foot speed there but his size is a real advantage uh, in the slot against you know safeties and so like what we've seen there i'm going to watch running backs more today i kind of briefly watched them a little bit on uh on friday but today i'm going to get some video of the running back drills and, and hopefully get some uh, some o-line stuff too just kind of looked at that in passing because when i got over there by the o-lineman uh looked at the newcomers and then wanted to go watch d-line to kind of get a sense of how we're opening up the fall with uh with a depth chart chauncey rivers marquis spencer running first team d end second team d ends were kobe jones and aaron odom that's where things were on friday defensive tackle was uh you know 
still kind of figuring some things out. You know, Fabian Lovett, Lee Autry, those guys, they'll, they'll figure it out. Nathan Pickering, you know, big physical guy. You know, still you know, needs a couple of years in the weight room before I think that he that he really realizes his potential. But, you know, he's a guy that will likely have to play. But that, that, that defensive t- tackle, that whole interior D-line thing, again, there's numbers there, there's talent there. It's just a matter of kind of figuring out the rotation. But I think Fabian Love is the starter, and I think the rest of it we'll, we'll kind of figure out as we go. But uh, there are going to be a lot of people play. Uh, some of the uh, the guys in that group, but I'll tell you, that, that kind of that look like that they're, they're players is Cam Young he, and uh, Jaden Crumberty. They call Crumberty Big Baby. You know, the Crumberty at times, uh, you know, when you see him out there moving around, you begin to think, okay, is it – is this the same kid that we recruited out of high school? Because he is so much bigger than he was. You know, he was kind of a lean, long, uh, defensive end type guy. And all of a sudden he gets here and he's already up almost, you know, 295 pounds. But he, he's definitely an interior guy. And with his quickness, he should excel at the position on the interior. If he can get in there and kind of handle the rigors of interior line play, his quickness should be a real factor. But uh, you got some numbers down there. And, I, and listen, Cam Young is a guy nobody talks about. But when you see that guy in drills, he, he gets caught doing things right more often than not. want to remind you, too, when you're in town, Bulldog Burger Company is absolutely the place to go break bread. Love Bulldog Burger Company. H- had some good friends of mine from back home. They uh, delivered their daughter to campus this past weekend. They elected to go to Bulldog Burger Company for the first time. Will not be the last time. Came away unbelievably impressed. Did not even realize that uh, they were sponsors of my show. Just posted on Facebook, man, we just had a great lunch at Bulldog Burger Company. And and that's where you're going to find a great restaurant quality hamburger. There's something for the entire family at Bulldog Burger Company. It's not just a burger joint, even though it is the premier burger joint. You can go by and you can get that uh, the BLT salad. You can get the Kale State salad. You can get a chicken sandwich. You can get a lot of things there, and you can get that uh, that that shake to go bring your dessert with you on the road you'll be glad you did bulldog burger company is the restaurant closest to campus in the cotton district uh the lauren right now is a personal favorite i had that last week i think i'm going to go back and get it again this week just because i, I it, it's something new you know what i'm saying and, I, and I, if there's something new on the menu i always want to try it i always want to see so i can speak intelligently about it too but also i'm a bit of a foodie i enjoy that stuff Bulldog Burger Company, the place in Starkville people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So looking around a couple other groups, the, uh, the the secondary, you've got some really talented young guys in there really making a case. I said last year that I thought that the steal of the in-state class was Jaquavius Purvis from, from uh, Pilahatchee. Looking at him in drills on Friday, I will double down on that assessment. He doesn't look like a freshman, he doesn't move like a freshman, and he doesn't practice like a freshman. Really excited about him. Wear number 23. Matter of fact, you can go look at he's the uh, he's the poster boy for the defensive clips that I posted also for free on Gene's page. And you look at him and you think, when I saw him running around, I had to immediately pull the roster out and say, who is 23? And it's J.P. Purvis. I don't know how much he plays this year. But I think this is a kid that is going to make everybody that believes in him uh, look really, really smart. He is a very, very impressive player. Very impressive player. Thought that the safety group by, as as a whole was really impressive. And, and, and it should be. 
you know, Brian Cole's out there running around, real vocal, real excited. Jaquarius Landrews looks good. Uh, C.J. Morgan, you know, was a little bit limited back in the spring. You know, he, he seems to be full go now. You feel good about those starters. Uh, of course, Marcus Murphy's come along as well. So you've got some real athletes out there uh, at safety. But I think those young guys that are coming up, to, you know, Colin Duncan's the guy that looked good. And, and, and he needs a year in the weight room. Okay, yeah, he, he really does. But when I think about the future of that group, I, the immediate future looks very promising. And then when I begin to look beyond that and think, okay, well, listen, we're going to graduate most of the secondary. We're going to lose a lot of experience, but there's some real talent on that roster. And this is a big year for those guys. I mean, those guys, especially those guys that are kind of you know, rounding in the form. Uh, Fred Peters is a guy that we signed that uh, we're expecting to do, him to do big things. He'll be in a rotation this year, probably be a starter next year. But Fred's another guy that looked really good in drills. And so it's big this year to kind of get those guys ready, you know, for next year. Because uh, next year's defense is going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It really is. Uh, we talked about all the losses from 2018. You know, it's, we're going to hit the end of a talent cycle in the secondary next year. Good chance that Cam Dantzler comes out and goes pro this year. Mari Smitherman, a senior this year. It's the guys like Tyler Williams. You know, this is a big year for him. And some of these young guys like Jalen Reed and, and uh, Asias Furge, you know, didn't play much last year. This is a big year for them. If they're going to take a step forward and really compete next year for a spot in the rotation, they got to do it in practice. Uh, I watched Coach Buckley. He's a real technician watching him really take these guys through practice. I won't say that he's the most patient coach, but uh, he is a great teacher of the game. You know, he wants you to do it right, and when you do it right, he'll tell you that you're doing it right. And by the same token, when you're doing it wrong, he will tell you that you're doing it wrong. And rather than just tell you, he will go back and show you again. He personally, not he didn't have Kim Dancer show you. He does it. This is a Hall of Famer. And he'll get out there and say, hey, this is this is the steps I want you to take. And there's so many little things and nuances of the cornerback position that uh, most of us would never know. And then when you watch him in practice, it, it all kind of makes sense to you. When you hear him explain things, this is why we do this. And this is why we do that. And this is why it's important to, to turn your hip this way. And this is why this step is important. The little things matter. And that's what T. Buck really brings to the table. Is he really, really emphasizes little things. But again, we know what we got at start. It starters with Cam Dantzler and Maurice Smitherman. And that's really the, you know, the chore now is uh, getting this thing figured out, the, the two deep. How does a two deep shake out? And Tyler Williams has a lot of natural ability. I think if you had to say right now, he's probably the third corner. Does he play behind Cam? Does he play behind Mo? I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. But it's safe to say that uh, you've got numbers there. you got numbers. You don't have a lot of experience, much like that defensive tackle position. You just, it's just not a lot there that you look at and say, okay, well, man, if we, if we have a kid get hurt, we're going to be okay. You know, like last year was a little different deal. You know, we felt like that if we did have some attrition, we'd be okay because we had we had some talent. And then you have you know Chris Rayford and Jamal Peters move on this year, and it's just a little different deal. So I, I can't say that I'm concerned, but it is a personnel group I think that we're watching. Jerry and Jones, a young guy that everybody's very familiar with, kind of the leader of the class last year, looks really impressive. Uh, like him at corner. I don't know that he didn't grow into a safety, but I'll tell you, he he's a he's a true athlete. He he, he gets it. He gets it. 
So moving around, offensive line, Cole Smith was out there in practice. Uh, watching Cole work a little bit, you know, Cole's a guy before that uh, it comes from an offensive line family, you know, so there's some nuances of the game that he's probably a, a little bit ahead of than a lot of other players were, you know, coming out of high school. Uh, but, you know, it's good to see him out there and kind of moving around wearing a maroon and white. You know, that's something we had been expecting for some time. Now it's all resolved. Now he's here. He's in the fold. He's practicing with the team. And then uh, with Darrell Williams exhausting eligibility this year, you know, Cole will be in the mix next year to potentially be a three-year starter at center. But it's not going to be given to him. He's going to have to earn it. There are a lot of things that go along with college football, and you know, and just because of the fact that you grew up in a football family, while that may give you a run and start, once you get here, you're all in the same playing field. Everybody's got to figure this thing out. Tyree Phillips looks good. I tell you that Tyree Phillips played one year of high school football. One year of high school football. He really kind of learned to play at East Mississippi. And then he comes to Mississippi State, and, and, you, and you redshirt him, and now here he is now going to be your starting left tackle. But he looks good. He does. Tommy Champion competing with Greg Allen for that right tackle position. That's that. That's something that I think will, will be one of those underappreciated battles of fall camp. You've got some options there. And I, I kind of like flipping Greg from the left to the right because I think Tyree's got a little more quickness. A little more quick. I think he. I think he, there's a bit better chance of him kind of staying in front of these uh, blindsided edge rushers. You know, Greg's got good length. He can kind of keep people out and away from him. But I, I would not say that his first step is quite as quick as Tyree Phillips. So it makes sense for him to be over there on the right side. He's a guy that certainly excels at run blocking. Uh, the guard play again. You know, if we had to go play a ball game today, it's. I think the guards are Darian Parker, Stuart Reese. Big Stu is a big physical kid. Big, big, big physical kid. Uh, Michael Story, very much in the mix there. But again, and I, I see some of these social media postings, and uh, there are some people said, oh, Mississippi State's offensive line is going to be bad this year. I, I don't know what, what, what we base that on. And say, well, they lost Elton Jenkins, and they lost Deion Calhoun, and both of those guys, those, those are big losses. They are. But it's not like we didn't play other players. You know, everybody that's going to be a starter this year on the Mississippi State offensive line has SEC starts under their belt. Tyree Phillips was the third tackle. Tyree played left and right last year. Tyree's going to be fine. Darian Parker has started. Michael Story has started. Darrell Williams has started a ton. Stuart Reese has started. And so there is a ton of experience on this offensive line. Yes, you have to replace two starters, but you're replacing them with guys with starting experience. It's not like we've hit the end of a talent cycle and we're throwing a redshirt freshman out there and saying, hey, kid, go get him. It's not like we're expecting Charles Cross to come in here and start from day one. That's not what we're doing. And so I, this is going to be a really good group. I think this offensive line group is going to be as good or better than last year. You know, I think Darrell Williams playing center is his natural position. I think Darrell Williams is going to be the, the, the next big offensive lineman NFL prospect. There were some people a year ago saying that he was the number one guard in the draft for 2020. I mean, it all starts up front, but I think that group, and uh, we'll, we'll get some, some video of those drills today for you so you can kind of take a look. But uh, people talk about, you know, well, Steve, what about Dollar Bill, Quatrevius Johnson? It would, you'd be amazed at how much better he looks physically 
since he got here. He is a guy that's really committed himself. And, I, and listen, I don't expect him to be a major factor this year, but he's going to play. He's going to play a good bit. Because he's going to be in a position next year to be a starter as a redshirt sophomore. You begin to think about that. Nick Pendley, Charles Cross, Dollar Bill Johnson all kind of growing up together, getting ready to go for the future. And so not only do I feel good about the immediate future of this offensive line group, I feel good about next year and the next year because you're not going to have those same losses a year from now. It's just the reality of things. And so, and, and I'll be honest with you, it, it's probably a lot easier to play offensive guard than offensive tackle at any level, especially in the SEC. So if you've got the tackles figured out, you can kind of figure it out at guard. And we've always been really good at guard. That's just kind of the reality of, I guess, Mississippi. We don't always burke a lot of tackles. Man, we do a lot of guards. And so when I read these people that say we're going to take a step back offensive line, I just think these people don't know what they're talking about. And I think that's apparent. And I think as we get deeper into the season, when people see how well we can run football this year, then people are going to be surprised at how strong this offensive line is. And they simply shouldn't be. This group should have high expectations because there is a lot of experience. There is a lot of talent. Very, very excited about that, to say the least. We mentioned uh, Colin Hill earlier. You know, Colin Hill is a guy that uh, we, we expect a breakout year from. Uh, Colin looks lighter on his feet, and he's always had great feet. I'm going to get some running back drills for you guys today, video that, and we'll have it up here the next day or so. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to kind of see Colin Hill and those guys in action. Again, that depth chart's still kind of a work in progress. We know what to expect from him and Nick Gibson. Then there's Kareem Walker. There's Lee Weatherspoon. You know, there's some guys out there that uh, they're, they're going to have to contribute this year that, that have not had a big uh, share of the production pie. That's just the reality of things. And so it's kind of Colin Hill, Nick Gibson, and then everybody else. And that's a bit of a concern, obviously. But, but again, based on early returns, you know, Colin Hill looks to be the bell cow blue chip back that we all expect him to be. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how the rest of that depth chart shakes up, because listen, we're going to need—I don't know—I don't know if you go back and look at these numbers, but uh, we play a lot of people at running back, and one of the main reasons we do that is to you know to kind of reduce casualties. Yeah, you know, it's not like the uh, the Emmett Smith years with with the Dallas Cowboys where they had Emmett you know basically salting the game away. You know, we're we're trying to preserve Colin Hill when we can, and if we're up 40, 50 points. Late in the ball game, it's probably best to get a little deeper into the depth chart and let some of those guys absorb some of that wear and tear. But by and large, I think we all feel really good about the first team running back. And Nick Gibson's a guy that's been very patient and really showed some flashes last year. And Nick's a guy that's always had good vision. When he gets in the open field, he can make people miss. And so I expect him to have a big year. And really hope Nick is one of those guys, too, that if, if you've ever been around him, he's a very, very positive young man. He is, uh, he's one of those kind of guys, too, that uh, is a good ambassador for the program. You don't hear about Nick Gibson being involved in any type of uh, nonsense. And so my hope is that Nick will have the year we need him to have, and then whoever that third team running back, it won't be quite as an emergent situation. But in this league, when you play running back, everybody's going to get nicked up at some point. Everybody does. That's just the pounding you have to take in this league is unlike anything else in college football. 
Uh, so anytime you can save some hits on Colin Hill, it's going to be good. And so the hope is is that Kareem Walker can come in and, and really be uh, that third team running back and really kind of you know, shoulder some of the burden there. Because, listen, he, if, if Colin goes pro and Nick's going to graduate, uh, the running back group for 2020, that, that's going to be interesting to say the least. Interesting to say the least. You feel really good about these young guys you've got committed, Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson. But you don't want to have to depend on them as freshman running backs in year one. And so Kareem Walker, you know, he's he's going to have to be a guy that uh, that can you know kind of work his way into SEC shape rather quickly because next year he will be a senior, and then you'll have uh, a lot of young guys behind him. And when when I begin to think about that, it makes me a little bit nervous. It really does because I I fully expect Colin Hill to get on out of here this year. I just I don't think there's any question. He's going to get on out of here. Looking at the linebackers, speaking of guys getting out of here, I expect Errol Walker to, to Errol Thompson, pardon me, Errol Thompson to uh, to test the waters. But I think he'll probably be back as a senior. He's a guy that's going to have good tape, good numbers, good production. Not going to test exceptionally well. I don't think that he's a guy that's going to that's going to you know melt the clock in the forty yard dash. Uh, so I suspect he'll be back as a senior. Now speaking of seniors, Leo Lewis. Running first team right now. The first team linebackers are after the first day of practice, Errol Thompson, Leo Lewis. Willie Gay, Tim Washington are running second team. Bomb Sheep told us in the spring that the light was kind of beginning to come on for Leo Lewis. And uh, and a lot of Bulldog fans said, you know what, that's what we've been waiting for. Showed some real flashes as a Richard freshman. And then kind of got lost a little bit in the mix. I thought Sheep used him pretty well last year. But uh, he's expected to be a guy this year that's going to that's going to contribute, and with him with a first team designation, it's his job to keep, not his job to win. Now that he has it, he just needs to continue doing what he's doing. But he looked good in drills. He looks to be in really good physical condition, and so there are a lot of people that look at this and say, okay, Leo Lewis is a guy, you know, one of the top linebackers in the country uh, in that 2015 signing class, and I don't know that we've got the best version of Leo Lewis yet. And uh, my hope is that happens this year. Uh, but I, I really think Chris Marv is a great coach. And I'll tell you, watching him in practice, another one of those attention to detail guys, but also, too, just a great teacher of the game. And, and uh, I had uh, Coach Moorhead say recently that he thinks Chris Marv is going to be a coordinator and eventually a head coach. Marv kind of carries himself that way. Just kind of has that presence about him. Good coach, good communicator the guys respond to him watching him run through drills it's 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 impressive it is it's one of those things you look at and you say okay this is this is something a little bit different and you can see why Bob Shoup was so high on him and see why Jay Moorhead was so high on him you see Chris Marv is a good a good football coach and maybe that's what Leo Lewis needed maybe maybe Leo needed a guy like Chris Marv and that's not to be critical of anybody else but maybe Chris has found the currency with Leo because he clearly seems to be responding and so this is a linebacker centric defense you're going to have a lot of linebackers a lot of talent linebackers and they're probably the, the deepest group on the defensive side of the football and then you've got a couple of guys up there you, your captain Errol Thompson a junior and then you've got a senior in Leo Lewis, and then you've got a senior in Tim Washington and a junior in Willie Gay. So it is an experienced group with a lot of SEC snaps under their belt. 
but some of the more explosive players in that grouping are young. Nathaniel Watson, Jed Johnson, Aaron Brule, all drew praise during drills. Nathaniel Watson's one of those guys, he is a little bit bigger. And so when he does something, it really it, it, it flashes in your vision. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you see a guy that size kind of reacting with that level of quickness, it's one of those things you look at and it's like, whoa, okay, all right, I see you. And Aaron Brule is just one of those kind of guys, too, that uh, I, I can see him coming on one of those backside blitzes and just absolutely obliterating somebody. This is an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, Jet's a guy that's going to be a Mike linebacker. You know, probably a guy, probably the heir apparent for Errol Thompson. You know, he's a guy I think it'll play his way into too deep probably next year, but he'll play some this year. When I begin to look at these guys and I begin to think about you know, the future of this defense, it's going to be those linebackers. When you think about those young defensive linemen, you know, that, that front seven is going to grow up and mature together. I, I think that's where, when you look at next year, when you begin to think about, okay, that this is where the question marks are. You've got some young talent that's got to have a big year this year to kind of groom themselves into position to be starters next year. And that's kind of where I see Aaron Brule and Jet Johnson and Nathaniel Watson. But there's enough out there when you, you watch them in practice and they already kind of move, operate, and act like SEC players. And so now it's just about getting them on the field and get them some experience, and then we'll kind of move forward from there. And so I know I jumped around this a little bit. But uh, the reason that I did is that's kind of the air, that's the way we go in practice. You know, when we go from one personal grouping to the next, and we kind of move around and kind of watch those those guys uh, go through their drills. But uh, it is an exciting time. We'll, we'll be back again today to watch practice and get some more video. That'll all happen this evening, so those videos will be posted tomorrow. But we'll have some video this afternoon of uh, Tommy Stevens and some of the players you know, speaking and kind of sharing their opening thoughts about fall camp. And so... Uh, look for that. We'll have that for free for you guys. Go to jeanspage.com. You better to look most of it for free. Uh, other features will not be free. It'll be VIP and it'll be for VIP members. And again, you can become one of those uh, by buying uh, one month and getting two free. That runs through tomorrow. That's our VIP special. Kind of get you ready for fall camp. Kind of get you going. Get you fired up about football. It's time. It's as simple as that. We uh, remind you, too, if you hadn't done so, go visit StarkVillains.com and uh, order yourself, order your kids those uh, back-to-school shirts. You can go get and, and listen. If you're a, in, in the Starkville area, you got the Starkville school colors. you got Starkville Academy school colors. And uh, go ahead and identify yourself as a Stark villain. Eager for you guys uh, to read the book. Get the last of the pictures and all approved. Now we're just kind of waiting for them to, to lay the book out, and uh, it'll be pushed off to print. We'll have a release date for you really really excited and when we get back together again I'm going to share with you a couple quick stories about the, the writing of the book that I think that you guys are going to be very intrigued by but uh, I've got to hurry and get out of here and get this show posted and so we can get over to uh, to the SEAL complex and be ready to go and, and hear what Tommy Stevens and Keaton Thompson have to say. Now you know as well as I do that they've already been uh, kind of coached you know, what questions are going to be asked and how to handle that sort of stuff. But uh, I really just want to hear them talk about their teammates. Because that's a lot of times where the bigger, the, the honesty comes from. Is well, who has kind of stood out to you in practice? Who looks good? Who Who is somebody that's caught your eye? That, who is a guy that the fans seem to be aware of? Th- those are questions that I think that uh, they're important. You know, because if you ask Tommy Stevens, he's going to say glowing things about Keaton Thompson. If you ask KT, he's going to say great things about Tommy Stevens. They're not going to get up there and say, I should be the starter, and this is why. That's just not how life's going to work. 
but again, this is something that will play out uh, over the course of the next few weeks. But um, there will be a scrimmage game this weekend. We will not be able to attend that. But there will be a media day of sorts, and we'll have an opportunity to, to visit with several players. And that's content that we'll, we'll distribute over the course of the next couple of weeks. But again, football season's here. Ready or not, it's here. And um, my hope is you're ready to jump on board and, and be a part of this thing. I think it's going to be a good year. You know, I, I don't have the same confidence level that I had a year ago because last year I thought we had a real chance to make a New Year's Six bowl game, and, and we should have. We, we beat Florida or LSU. We're in the New Year's Six, and they're not. And both of those games were absolutely winnable. Uh, but all that said, I, I expect a good year. And, uh, you know, hey, there's a couple of toss-up games out there that we picked as losses. We find a way to win those things. It could be a, a remarkable year. But it all begins again today right back out there on the practice field. And, again, we'll have full coverage on jeanspage.com. Come by, pay a visit. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.